Where do you find your identity? Does your value as a person depend on the behavior of your kids or the cleanliness of your house? That's what we're going to talk about in today's show. Welcome to episode 41 of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this is the show for you. In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. As moms, we are sometimes tempted to find our identity and value in our kids or in our role as a mom. We base our value on how well-behaved our kids are or how clean our house is. We have a special guest on the show today who is going to talk with us about finding our identity in God. Mindy Kiker is one of the co-founders at Flourish Writers, where she cultivates an online gathering place for writers to build community, find clarity, and grow in the craft of writing. She has co-written 12 Bible studies, and her passion is to help women embrace their unique God-breathed identity. When I found out that Mindy is also a mom of four boys, I knew I had to invite her to come on the show. Mindy Kiker, welcome to Redeeming the Chaos. Hi, Mindy. Thank you so much for joining us today on Redeeming the Chaos. It's a pleasure, Lori. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, we are super excited to have you, and I love that you are a fellow mom of boys, and we are excited to just pick your brain a little bit and hear some of your wisdom. So tell us a little bit about your family. Tell us about your boys and what ages they are and and things like that. So I have four boys, ages 20 down to 10, and I was married almost 11 years before I had children, because I really was quite scared to become a mom. A lot of my childhood wounding had made motherhood seem very threatening to me. And so it took me a lot of years of healing before I was willing to take that plunge. And mainly, the main thing that pushed me over the edge was I wanted grandchildren. I didn't particularly want children, (laughs) but I know you don't get grandchildren unless you have children. So I was like, well, there's a step to get me to my goal of being a grandma someday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love that. (laughs) I, I feel like sometimes as moms, we look at the choices our children are making and the weight is on our hearts are wondering like, what is going on here? What did we do wrong? Is there something that we need to change? And maybe sometimes there is, but I think also there's a big weight on our shoulders that our fulfillment and our value is often found in how our children are behaving or how they are turning out. So have you ever felt that way? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think that is a common trap. You know, love in its purest form, I think true, true godly love is without demands, it's without control, it's without strings attached. 
God's love in its purest form is completely selfless, it's sacrificial, it's giving, and it is showing up in the present moment with complete acceptance, redemption, and salvation. And so, where am I going with that? When we love our children, you know, with this so-called love as best as we can muster in our human brokenness, I think, unfortunately, our intimate relationships get very mixed up with what I would really call more of an ego attachment, (laughs) an Mm -hmm. ego trip. And it's more about me and how is this relationship reflecting on me? What am I getting from it? I'm trying to be the best, best mom possible. And you guys are thwarting my plans. You guys are making me look bad. I am now reeling from shame and embarrassment and the horror of this all. You see, that's not a love intimate relationship. Hmm. That's really an ego yeah. attachment. Absolutely. And so I've seen that in myself. I think it's one of the kindnesses that the Lord gives us children and helps us to see how very flawed and selfish we are. And the Lord's like, oh, honey, look here. The reason that you were so infuriated with that child is because your intimate relationship with that child is still ever so self-reflective, honey. And I want it to be Jesus reflective. Hmm. And so you just go to the Lord. I've spent so much time repenting for the way I have made idols of my children, idol, uh, an idol of the role of motherhood. Oh, y'all, it's messy. But God is so kind and faithful to show us when we go to him with, man, when that, that inside is churning and you are all fired up about whatever's going on in your home. Oh, that all that resistance, all that struggle, all that pain. That's just that ucky, ucky human kind of so-called love that's really, really needs to come to the cross and just be yielded to God and say, Oh Father, help me to love well. I have meditated on 1 Corinthians 13 ever so much. And um, and God is faithful to Bring those truths and just work them bit by bit by bit into your hearts in that cauldron of motherhood. Hmm. And I think that God gives us children who his plan is for them to make us more holy Mm -hmm. and to bring us closer to him. And sometimes I get so frustrated with my kids. I'm like, Lord, I don't feel like anyone else's kids are like this. It's easy to feel alone. And I'm sure moms listening often are like, really? I'm sure everyone else has perfect household and no one else's kids are acting up like mine. And it's easy to have that ego attachment where I'm like, well, obviously I'm I'm just a terrible mother or my kids wouldn't be acting this way. Or, and even just getting angry, like, oh, you just made me so angry. It's like, no, no, I Mm -hmm. have a choice. I have a choice over my emotions and over how I'm going to react. And I can't put that on my children. I know for me, there are many days when I just have to call out to God and be like, Lord, I can't do this. I need your help. I need your help every minute of the day. And I think just that constant submission to to God and constant um, reliance on His strength 
I feel like our culture is speaking into the into the minds and hearts of moms and just saying, pull yourself together. You can do this. You've got it in you. Just dig deep and pull it out and you can do it. But I feel like that's not a biblical way to look at, at motherhood. The Bible is very clear that we do not have strength outside of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and that our strength only comes from Him and that when we are in our weakest moments, that's when we are strong. And I think that God looks at us in those moments and is like, yes, you can't do it. Thank you. You finally get it. But now watch what I'm going to do because you are submitting to me and watch what I can do in your kids. It's not about you anyway. It was all about me. Yes. All about God yes. from the very beginning. That's so good, Lori. I know that you are very passionate about helping women embrace their true self and finding the power of their unique God-breathed identity. What does that look like in motherhood? Well, it's such a huge shift of your identity when you become a mother, isn't it? Like I was me, I was carefree or or not depending on what your life situation was like. And and now I've got this other person or other people depending on how far it goes. Um, dependent on me. And I care about them. I care about the outcome of their lives more than I've cared about anything in my whole life. And it's so easy to lose yourself in that role and forget that you are also God's daughter. I always say, I'm, I'm just a girl too. I'm just a regular girl. I'm a mom, but I'm also me. So it took me quite a few years to kind of find myself again. I think I, I wanted very much to submit and yield to the role of motherhood. But in so doing, I forgot who I was a little bit. And perhaps that's just a natural path because those early years are very demanding. They're physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically demanding where you're trying to keep this other little human being alive <laughs> and teach them many things about their little bodies and like how to aim in the toilet. And it's all so, oh, yes. <laughs> so much to, to pour yourself into. However, I have found in sort of circling back around to nurturing myself as well. I never liked the me time, you know, I just need time away. I'm like, you'll go right back to it and it's just going to be the same old hard thing. But yeah, breaks help. Like it's, it's, it's psychologically refreshing just to have some space and some time away. And everybody does fine with daddy, you know. (laughs) How do they survive when mommy's not there? (laughs) So it's really good for the family to discover that and for you to discover that. But one of the things that I did in with my ministry partner, Jenny Coker over at Flourish Writers is we created a little course called The Power of Story. Hmm. And that turned out to be this really sweet gift from the Lord to many, many people. We've now had hundreds, maybe even thousands, I need to count, of women go through that little course. It's just a simple little course, but it's basically, I want to write a portion of my God story. And 
We did that in response to our community who were like, we love the way that you write your God stories. Would you teach us how to do that? We're like, oh, sure. You know, we'll just kind of break it down step by step how you can share a portion of a story of God's faithfulness of something that he's done in your life. And I have found in so many people's lives that that simple little practice of crafting a story from your life, a story of God's faithfulness, is a tool to help you reconnect with your true self and the journey that God has you on. Because all these other roles, all these things that we do, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a church member, I'm a ministry leader, I'm an author, I'm the van driver, you know, I'm I'm the holiday organizer, I'm the chef, I'm the maid, I'm the gardener. Yeah. <laughs> All these other roles, they are they are constructed parts of you. They're labels that are put on you, but they're not you. But we start to identify with the labels and think that they are us. And so this sweet little course, The Power of Story, really helps people to get in touch with, no, I mean, who am I? And what is my story of God showing up and doing something that He couldn't do in anyone else's life because it's my story. He did it for me. I am at that moment the apple of his eye, because he did this thing for me. It's really affirming, empowering, and awakening. Well, Mindy, it has been so much fun to have you on the show today. And I just really appreciate you sharing your heart and sharing some of your wisdom with us. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lori, for having me. It was such a joy. And I hope that something from my story can be a a great encouragement to the moms that you have gathered here. Hey, mamas, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Mindy Kiker. As we wrap up, I just want to remind you that our joy is not dependent on our efforts. Our joy and our standing with God is not dependent on how hard I'm working or how well my children are behaved or how many hours I spend serving at the church or even how many hours I spend in Bible study that our joy and our satisfaction in our fulfillment is based on who Christ is and what he has done for us. I could make a whole list of like, oh, well, I've done this for you, Lord, and I've done this for you, and I've done this for you. And God's like, no, that's not how you earn my favor. You can't earn my favor. You have my favor already. So just enjoy it and rest in what I have done for you. Thank you so much for joining me for Redeeming the Chaos. And I just want to highlight a couple of the resources that Mindy mentioned in our interview today. So the first one is The Power of Story, and this is a mini course that they offer at Flourish Writers. And I have a link in the show notes. Or if you go to flourishwriters.com backslash the dash power dash of dash story, you'll be able to find it there. Also, Mindy and her co-author Jenny Cokert have written over a dozen Bible studies for women. And you can find those Bible studies at flourishbiblestudies.com. And I'll have a link for you in the show notes for that as well. You can also learn more about the Flourish Gathering. Um, Mindy has a podcast called the Flourish Podcast. And there's a link in the show notes for that. You can go to flourishgathering.com and click on the, the link for the podcast. And then lastly, if any of you listening are interested in writing and exploring your story that God has given you and sharing your story that God has given you, 
Go to flourishwriters.com to check out the resources that Mindy and Jenny have for you there. There are lots of resources for writers. There are several master classes. I know they hold an annual online conference for writers, and then they also have the Flourish Writers Academy. So be sure to head over to flourishwriters.com. And lastly, mamas, I just want to remind you that I have created a fun quiz for you that will help you get to know your son a little bit better. And I would love for you to check it out. This quiz will help you understand his strengths and weaknesses, and it will help you to connect with his heart on a deeper level. If you would like to check out my quiz, go to lauriechristine.com slash quiz. You can also find a link in the show notes for this episode at redeemingthechaos.com.